0: Welcome back to another episode of the Stone Dungeons Podcast and Speaker 340,0. My name's Eric with me is my co-host Robert. Hello. We are here. We finally have results from the last or two weekends ago from the London GT. That's how long the event took. Uh, they wrapped up their events the following Monday. We had that, plus this past weekend, uh, several notable events, some other venerable, some new upstarts, but all the action cover that wall-to-wall, um, not a whole lot on the new release front in terms of what's coming out this weekend for pre-orders. This is another extended release on Space Marines, but um, interesting to see things starting to shake up a little bit since the post-data slate.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. there's a there, lot of different top placings at the moment. <laughs> there
0: is. Uh, it's almost like... It's such a night and day um how much it's changed i'm looking at this and we'll get into that uh, later in the show when we get into the mid table obscurity rankings but uh one of the things i'm looking at here just according to this of course of our friends over at StatCheck, a number of since the data slate has dropped one two three four five six only seven factions have yet to capture a major event victory so that's, that's kind of impressive considering how many just went to Eldar.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a kind of a rat race now, now that Eldar has lost its engine and is deciding to walk everywhere. Yeah, I'm not crying for them yet. They
0: still have five event wins since the data slate dropped, uh, putting them as the most victorious faction so far uh, since the data slate with Tau and Chaos Space Marines, uh, closely behind with four. And then Tyranids, Chaos Knights, Thousand Suns, and surprisingly Death Watch, who a lot of people thought had left for dead, with two. So, um, interesting.
1: Space Marines are going to do Space Marine things. That's right. So let's talk about some of
0: those Space Marines doing Space Marine things. Uh, again, we're still waiting for the Codex to come out. But in the meantime, uh, they're still in a pretty good place. Let's see how they did this following weekend. So, uh, Robert, where do you want to start?
1: Well, we might as well start the luncheon GT because it was last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> after a whopping like ten or eleven rounds or something, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, a whopping ten rounds. Wow, that's a lot of 40k. Yeah. Uh, the top five looks something very much like this. We have Vic Vijay coming in fifth with Eldar. In fourth place, we have the madman Manichima coming in, like I said, fourth place with Chaos Space Marines. In third place is Nassim Fushan with Eldar. In second place, Hugo Bicciardi with Eldar. And this threw us kind of through a loop. We've never seen this guy's name before. In first place is Liam Vissel with Chaos Space Marines, the only person to go undefeated at the event. Definitely had
0: a gauntlet to run through at the uh, top cut, which was played on Monday, and uh, well-deserved win. Also, nice to see we're going to see this trend that we saw it at the London GT. We'll see it in the other events we're going to cover tonight. Is all the WTC guys are now out and about with their singles lists, innovating and trying to reshape the competitive play. So let's take a look at this chaos list and um, see what makes it work.
1: Well, that's a lot of clicking of buttons um (laughs) i will stall all right so it is a undivided chaos yeah two undivided three undivided chaos lords no enhancements floating around on them anywhere so hey save points bring other stuff some cultists a couple of rhinos one two three units of chosen so it's, it's a total of twenty. Robot. Yeah. It's a total of twenty. And it's all chaos undivided for re-rolls and who's a what's it's. Then it is a couple of forge fiends, a total of four obliterators, ten warp talons, and then the allied units are a unit of the blue scribes, and then Silesque, the Funny double person slanesh demon prince thingy.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That's a last key. I was thinking like, wait,
0: isn't she the named keeper secrets? The other one. Yep. That's such a. It's a great concept. I'm not a big fan of that model, but apparently it works really well in the rules. So,
1: yeah. And literally looking at the entire list, if you're not chaos undivided, you're either Nurgle or Slanesh, or Blue Scribes. Which I guess fits
0: with, yeah, it matches up with the demons. So that's kind of neat. I have to double check exactly what uh, marks actually give them. Remember in the previous editions that the marks they they, gave, they no longer gave a benefit. It was just you got keywords with them. So I have to look at the
1: most updated
0: version now.
1: Yeah, at that point I couldn't even tell you. I know the the undivided thing it lets you access the chaos reroll strat. Slanesh always has fight first, so that's really really obnoxious. Um, and then Nurgle has access to the lone operative strat, if I remember correctly. Sometimes I can't remember was out or feel
0: no pain. Can't right. remember.
1: No, it's the it's the lone operative stratagem that I mainly remember remember for them, because it's just, haha, here's my Reno. You can't shoot at me. Go away. Yep. Shoot something else. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very cool. All right.
0: So, yeah, very nice to finally see that all wrapped up. Um, like I said, nice showing of a lot of the top players from Europe making appearances there, and um, bringing some new tech that perhaps we have not seen, because they've been working on their team events for so long. So,
1: Yep, a lot of crickets over from <laughs> from Europe. It sounds like, but otherwise, time for them to all come and party and <laughs> make the last minute rush to get all those points. Yep. Yeah, plenty of opportunity to do so. Plenty for plenty of events still between now and the end of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. What's our next event?
1: Well, Eeny meeny my moe. I think we're going to go to Michigan. Michigan. Yep. For the so named state GT, so the Michigan GT, with a whopping—I don't know how many people, some number—it was big. It was streamed by War Games Live, so nice. Well, either War, either War Games Live or Tactical Taurus i can't remember—but it was streamed by one of them. So the placings for these folks looks very much something like this we have brian daughtry with world eaters of all surprising things we have tim schmidt in fourth place with imperial knights in third place we have brad chester with orcs in second place is scott ketchum with sisters of battle and then first place is brenton weiss with lr
0: little bit of a mix-up there, with Sisters of Battle in Second, that, that's crazy.
1: Well, I know, I believe they also got a whole bunch of points drops or something like that to make them incredibly cheap. But... Yeah, I've
0: heard a lot of dourness about that, so I was kind of surprised by this. The general thought I've heard from Sisters players is, great, our stuff is cheaper because it's ineffective. So I can now take more ineffective things to my list. Um, specifically, they keep pointing towards Melta being only, know, mid-range strength now. So it really doesn't. Melta don't look really kills vehicles anymore. So they really struggle in the
1: vehicle meta right now. Well, uh, you you win some, you lose some, is what I say. I don't know part of me is like
0: um, they're one-shot weapons, and you have access to miracle dice. I think you can figure out what to do
2: there. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the Sisters roster looks something like a Dialogus, Morvenval, a Palatine with the only enhancement in the list, the Triumph of St. Catherine, (laughs) the Walking Funeral Procession.
0: It's a really cool model, though, and a really cool concept. I'm glad they
1: came up with that. Yeah. Then a single massive brick of Sisters with all of the fixings two rhinos and then 30 archiflagellants. Oh Jesus. Two of their castigator tanks, two minimum units of crusaders, two exorcists, a, par- a paragon war suit squad, a seraphim squad, and then the Calidus assassin, which is just kind of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot in
0: that list. That's that doesn't sound like two thousand points. Sounds like a lot more. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, those the of flagellants. I, as far as I remember, they're like really flimsy melee unit or something with like yep. possibly a field no pain or something. Yeah, they they just they just bury you with attacks. So yeah. So you have freaking throw 30 of them into something, it's like, hey, good luck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I kind of remember that kind of being
0: similar to a gaunt in profile analysis. But yeah, 30 of them, that would be a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that you can shove them into rhinos. So you could do the classic um, Repentia play of shoving them in a rhino and then throwing the rhino forward, and hopefully they don't die right away, right? Yeah, typical rhino rush. I have mm-hmm. to double check. Do sisters have access to? Well, no, none
0: of them have. I don't think there's any faction that has access to the. You can disembark after the vehicle moves, but you can. But all of them usually say you can't charge after that. I don't think there's any faction that has that you can
1: get out and charge after the vehicle moved. Yeah, because usually it's either you can get out, can't charge, or you can charge but can't move. So, curious, yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Neat. That's pretty wild. Um, and it's just the Paragon Warsuits without... Um, I just blanked on her character name. Mm-hmm. Not Celestine, the other one. Morven, of um, Yeah. Hmm. I've heard she's a, kind of like a must-have when you do Paragon Warsuits. So.
1: Yeah, I would imagine so. Because she is a Warsuit. Pretty wild stuff. Alright,
0: very cool to see. Any other lists that caught your eye for this event? Mm,
1: no, not really. I, uh there was a variety all the way in the top ten, because I know there was like Thomas Ogden actually came in I think sixth or eighth with his Tau. And then there was a League of Votan player down at tenth place. So Otherwise, I'm just happy to see Variety. (laughs) Absolutely. No, that's really cool. Speaking of Variety, what do we have at our next event? Well, sir, grab your cheese head. We're going to Mm -hmm. Wisconsin.
0: Packers by a Monday night.
1: Yep. So the Dragonfall 2023 event had a whopping 40 players show up. This one has tickets. Yay. Um and the top 5 looks something very much like this. FYI, there's only one Eldar player in the top 5. Uh-huh. In 5th place is Frank Russo with Ultra, with Space Marines. In 4th place is Jason Muscalic with Thousand Sons. In 3rd place is James Fisher with Eldar. 2nd place is John Miller with Dark Angels. Not very often. You see a second place record go four zero oh, and one <laughs> Nope, not too often. And then first place is Kevin Leonard with Demons Booga. Really? Hm. Yep.
0: Craziness.
1: Alright. Yep. So, the Demons list, I've kind of heard some talk about this where it's a whole bunch of like a couple of big scary demons. And the since they can hide behind stuff. Nah. This one goes. I got a bloodthirster. And then. Three skull masters. And a ren master on blood throne. Oh. So. I'm thinking of skull taker. Skull taker is the named. Yeah. Character. Okay. Uh, Then. Blood crushers, blood crushers. Hey, look, more blood crushers. Sweet. And then flesh hounds, more flesh hounds, and then a couple of skull cannons.
0: (laughs) This sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) It is one, two, three, four, five, six data slates, (laughs) which is no really handy because that's simply.
0: I kind of go when you're talking about the chaos space marine list earlier that one it was very similar to my fifth edition list. And people used to talk about what's on the success to it, it was it only had really three data slates. You know, it was easy to remember what everything did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't have to think about what, what my army was doing. I said, we know how to make it effective on the table.
1: Yeah. From playing our, our friend, Mark Whitaker, <laughs> He tends to splash in like a unit of blood crushers every so often. And he has the skull taker. Not skull. Whatever. The the skull master. Jesus. All of the skulls, all of the blood. Exactly. Uh, But he has that unit, and we have... We both know exactly how scary that unit is on the charge. So... Because he has three Blood Crusher units along with three Skullmasters, that is 315. That is sadly over a thousand points. So he can't Deep Strike all of that. But he can at least Deep Strike two of them.
0: Which is kind of gross when you think about it.
1: Mm-hmm. yep because they all get like crazy mortal wounds on the charge and whatnot. they made the footprint bigger though because that's one thing I was like where is he going to find the spot hopefully... so I don't know how easy it is to block them out oh I'm pretty sure it's super easy to block them out because they have gigantic oval bases yeah that's something new since, uh,
0: since way back in the when in, of history when I uh, played demons so yeah I remember
1: yep. their footprint
0: being a lot smaller so it's like but still it's like ah what the hell is that
1: so this makes me happy there is more variety if you don't lump all of the space marines together there is no repeat factions
0: wow that is impressive Mm -hmm.
1: and one admech player made it into the top 10 going three and two my goodness. Yeah. Variety. I like it.
0: That's <laughs> no, pretty cool. Any given Sunday, somebody's going to win. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I think it's going to get a little colder in here, Eric, because we're going to Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> yep, for Battlezone Ursa. Nice. I'm
0: trying to think Are they already in their midnight sun? Because I know we just passed the fall equinox up there.
1: Oh, I I don't know. Time is an illusion. So there's a whopping 39 players that went to this event. And the top five, again, no repeats. Boot. Sweet. So in fifth place, we have Brain Work. (laughs) Timothy Hubsher with Chaos Knights. Fourth place is Jesse DeWitt with Sisters. Third place is Levi Chester with Admac, And second place is Alex Nanya's with Tau, And first place is Cameron Godowski with Necrons.
0: Neat. All right. So Necrons still kicking around.
1: Yep. I have a feeling I know exactly what's floating around in this list. Yep. A whole bunch of characters. <laughs> I mean, that goes, you know, how they, when they rebuilt
0: the, uh, Chaos, chaos codex the necron codex 1 edition dropped i'm not surprised but still
1: mm-hmm. but this is kind of what we expected to see to happen to necrons where it's here's your bundle of characters they get slapped into the necron warrior unit with the crypto thralls so that unit is never dying then you have to deal with the Catan. you have to Deal with a single doomsday arc that can hide behind things, some flayed ones, a couple of small units of heavy destroyers, and then the Lich Guard brick. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that army is just going to be hard to move. There's not a lot of firepower that can chew through that army.
0: I'm not that familiar. I've heard like rumors of this. So the characters, because first of all, they can add like a lord and a cryptic, right? Someone tell space queens can add two characters to a unit.
1: Yeah, so generally the the logic is you have see it's a lord Oricon, overlord and a technomancer so you have an over you have one of the lords in in the unit and then you slap a cryptek in there which is either Oricon or the technomancer mm-hmm. Oricon is crazy yeah she's just terror one of the few never I didn't have yeah the 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 tan is just by himself the the hexmark destroyer um oh i just realized he only has one enhancement and that's the hyper material ablator on the overlord and then the subterminal weave on the transcendent tan so he doesn't have i'm not sure which enhancement it is that you would normally give to the hexmark destroyer to make it count as a leader, so it can walk around with the Doomsday Ark and the Doomsday Ark can get all of the buffs and stuff. Oh, neat. <laughs> that's how the skew originally was. You just brought three Doomsday Arcs, and they just floated up the table and shot everything. So yeah, no. A little more surgical precision around the, the tumors that are the Lich Guard brick and the Necron Warrior brick.
0: Neat, neat, neat. I hear always about the indestructibility of a block of warriors. You know? and it's like, when you read the data slate by itself, it's like, oh, it doesn't seem that bad. And then when you realize all the buffs that go on top of it. I was like,
1: ooh, that could be a problem. Yep, yeah, especially crypto thralls. Darn things have a 4-plus feel-no-pain. And they can exist inside the unit. So they just tank for them. Okay. Yep. Oh here, I got hit by a last cannon. Okay, we're gonna kill a necron warrior. Oh, here's all your one two damage shots. Crypto thrall. (laughs) Wow.
0: Okay. That's kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, but I mean it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, if Necrons
0: weren't durable, they would be, you know, it's not the theme, so that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So from Alaska. We're gonna jump on down to Texas. Yeah, for Her- yep, for the heroes mini GT with a solid um twenty one players, and the top, the top percentage here, is Michael Dickey in fifth place with Chaos Knights. In fourth place is Daji with Tao, in third place is David Villarreal with. Space Marines or Salamanders, whichever one you want to actually make it. Second place is Aaron Kelman with Grey Knights. And in first place is David Hall with Thousand Suns. Ooh, spooky.
0: Mm-hmm. It to be Thousand Suns still getting play because there's quite a bit of talk about that they
1: got pretty brutally nerfed on the data slate. Well, tell that to Magnus. He's kind of floating around in every single list I've seen ever. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> yep, yeah, because there's Armon sorcerer on foot, sorcerer on disc, two infernal masters, a bunch of rubric marines, the M- the mutilith beast, a forge fiend some Enlightened, and a Changeling. So it's quite literally, here's my Marines, and here's Magnus. Have fun. Something one of those lists, it sounds like it's easily well
0: over 2,000 points.
1: I haven't seen a Mutalist,
0: a beast in a while, so that's pretty cool, too.
1: Yeah, I know beforehand it used to be like... um, Magnus... And then a couple of bricks Terminators, and then two Forge fiends, and two vorless and then Vortex beasts. But otherwise, it's kind of what's expected. You bring Magnus. Magnus is utterly insane. Yeah, that's for sure. He is a Primarch. He should be. But otherwise, I have not. I do not see any other factions that came in the top ten. Besides the two Imperial Guard players, we got one that came in tenth and one that came in eighth. I know you don't like the Merrick. I do because they're because they're Guard. They are Guard. <laughs> so yeah, stupid guy on a horse, Ursula, the Kestellan, the Command Squad, some engine seers, a tank commander, some guardsmen a pair of heavy last cannons some casterkin, and then three rogal dorns and a single south scout sentinel <laughs> wow okay all tanks all the time
0: <laughs> well also, i'm not hearing a lot of indirect you know fire you that, didn't hear any of that as well, at least compared to other guard lists um, I think you're right. It's all really leaning heavily into the tank thing. It's pretty cool.
1: Yep. The other guard list, though, Commissar, two tank commanders, two basilisks, two hellhounds, casterkin, more Lehman russes, Scions, and a Kalidus. So literally this is the I-need-to-be-hyper-efficient shooting kind of list, but Wow. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But yeah, no, that was the Heroes Mini GT. That's one that I had never heard of before, but congratulations to the winners. Texas is always a fun place when it's humid like it was last time I went. (laughs) And then the last one is probably a familiar name for people who have been around the block for a little while. That's the Battle for Salvation, taking place in New York. A whopping 95 players. It's good signs for them, too, because in the past, they were in West Nyack, which is just north of
0: New York City, and it's literally uh, in the mall. (laughs) The
1: Palisades Mall. So, curious if they have a new venue. Maybe. Maybe not, because it's Still at 1000 Palisades Center Drive, so that sounds like a mall address. That's that's it, never mind. Same place, awesome. (laughs) When you said New York, I was like, What? Okay, so yeah, same place, and it's a nice mall, by the way. Eric, what you're saying is the podcast has to make a trip to several places. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it, I mean, that event is—it's very. It knows it a venerable. It, it's traditionally there's every one now and You're going to get to one of these events that like you're going to play such a high caliber of player that this would normally be like day two of a GT after you've gone three and out. Instead, it's round two of day one. You're like, what the heck is going on here? So um,
1: we'll see how it all fleshed out. Yep. Speaking of caliber of player. The top five flesh out something like this. We have David Adelman with Yanari. In fourth place, we have Drew Salzborn with Votan. Again, spicy. It's Votan. They're angry. They're grudging everybody. In third place, we have Johnny Zoo. That's a fun name to say. It is a
0: funny name. I don't know if it's real or not, but it's fun to say.
1: With Chaos Space Marines, so specifically Black Legion. In second place is... Sasha Alexander Edelcrot with Imperial Fists. Really loves that name. (laughs) Just make sure you have to call it out. (laughs) uh, And then first place, the man who stole best orcs from Ben Jurek last season, Sean Naden, coming in first place with orcs. Yep. 40K Jesus. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yep. So let's see what Sean Naden has been brewing up with Orc showing. Jeez, always Any Sean Naden in this is always quality viewing in this game. All right. So we got a beast boss. We got Gazgul. We have a knob on a smash squig. We got a knob with a banner, and then we got a couple of normal war bosses. Some beast snaga boys, some normal boys, a single truck, a battle wagon, two units of Gretchen, a pair of mega knobs, some normal knobs, two units of squid hog boys, two units of storm boys, and two units of bikers. Are we sure this isn't Eldar just in orc form? It might just be.
0: We may be taking a page to. As playing two was it? He basically switched from Tau to Iron Hands right before LVO, and it was pretty much the same list. It's a different faction
1: because that is a lot of movement out of like six of those units. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the joy of transport, if you've got them, run with them. So,
1: yep. But nah. Otherwise, some other noticeable ones. In this top 10, there was actually one, two, three Votan players that actually finished in the top 10.
0: That is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: So obviously, Votan has something going for them. But what is the supposed Imperial Fist roster? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, no, it's totally Imperial Fist. It has Tor Garadon and Isander in it. And then some Bolt Storm Aggressors. A couple of Eradicator squads. Eliminators. Some Inceptors. Some Infiltrators. Stern Guard Vets. Isn't the Thunderfire Cannon getting cut from the Codex? It is. It has been legended. Okay, because this roster has a Thunderfire Cannon and two Whirlwinds in it. Interesting.
0: This doesn't have a Hunter or a Stalker in it. But yes, the Thunderpark canon is I status. So one last run before the codex comes out.
1: Yeah. And then a Calidus and some Inquisitorial henchmen. So yeah. a lot of some really solid indirect stuff. And then we have bolters. We have bolters everywhere. That's pretty wild. Yay, Imperial Fists. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I haven't played against that since, wow, last time LVO. I think it was last round.
1: Yeah, I know. I've been kind of sitting there going, do I I potentially pick up Space Marines for the third time? And I keep saying no because I don't want to. Yeah. It's not like they're going away. I mean, there's always going to be a player who just...
0: May want to part with their their collection. They seem to be all over the place. So,
1: mm-hmm. but yeah. No. Otherwise, those are those are all some pretty big events, indeed, in a large number of so yeah, healthy weekend for
0: events
1: this weekend. Yep. And I know our our local league finished up and it was won by Dan all of us with his Eldar for the third time in a row it is a testament to how good Dan is Dan shows up you never hear him playing his games but he gets eight games and he shows up and he just takes all of it Solid player yeah, uh, did really well
0: at um, Smyth Club Open this past you know, f- f- a few weeks ago. Just kind of wish he got a little bit more of his travel schedule so the rest of the country can see just how good he is. So be curious to see how he does between now and uh, LVL
1: gets himself positioned to be even challenge for best Eldar at this point. Oh, uh, I mean, at this point, he kind of just deserves it because he only ever plays Eldar, right?
0: So we'll see how he does. So a couple more events still under, you know, in our area uh, of a large variety. Um, I don't think he's making the trip to Tampa, which I don't think he got the golden ticket to get into that. For the, GU, for the U.S. Open for GW.
1: Yep. Which that is actually the big piece of news that's coming up because there's going to be a, a stream from that event talking about some previews and stuff. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep, Maybe. that was the thing that they talked about in their latest article was here is talk about Tampa. Here's the preview stuff. Here's the other th- blah, 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 blah. Wow, cool.
0: Like I, said, I think the next two codices are AdMech and Necrons. Necrons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah. curious see what that looks like. Not all of us can be gallivanting across the tops of the tables. matter of fact, most of us are what we call in the mid-table obscurity range, which is your X and 2, X and 3. So we are one of the only podcasts, as far as I know, exclusively talking about what does the meta look like currently at the mid-table level. And uh, so what we do is we go into good old, fire uh, friends at StatCheck40k, check out their website. They give all kinds of statistics available to you. And we pull up which... Five factions are the most populous, with either two or three win rates. Our date range we're using since the uh, balance data slate dropped, so it's about three four weeks of data. And uh, so, interestingly enough, as we mentioned, Space Marines. Uh, there's a big cluster at about five percent of the total meta between Space Marines, Custodes, Assemblerum, and Tau, making up five percent. So you're going to be um, be prepared to fight those armies on a regular basis. Next up is everybody's uh, giddy about the new Codex. So everybody's playing their Tyranids at 6%. Chaos Space Brains been having a great run. They're also at 6%, and they've also had four tournament wins, but they're still languishing quite a bit in the mid-tables. So if you're uh, caught in the mid-tables, we have a plan for Space Brains. Heard me earlier. Couldn't remember what the marks do. You might want to read up on that. Number two, uh Still making a last-minute run before the new codex comes out. There are Necrons with 7%. So if you don't have a plan to kill a brick of warriors, uh, come up with one quick, because you're not going to be able to hide (laughs) at table 51 (laughs) away from Necrons. And as we mentioned before, the army with the most tournament wins is also the one that most players play in the mid-table route. So not sure if it's just people trying to dabble their... feet into the Eldari waters, but as World Eldar, still the kings, they make up 9% of the total meta within the mid-tables. So one out of every ten players is going to be an Eldar player, so make sure you have a game plan for that. It's not something that you're going to be able to hide from. Well, only the top tables have Eldar, that's not true. They're still perforating into the mid-tables
1: as well. You know what my plan is, Eric? What's that? You want a beer? I'll let you go first. I'll go get a beer, and we'll call it a game. Nice. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, the the Eldar Menace is not so much of a menace anymore. It's just a overtuned army currently, and will be until their book comes out. And I have a feeling that Eldar are going to release, if not in the summer... Of next year. They will be the first book. Right after custodians. Really? Because I have a feeling custodians are going to be the last out of that little collective of books that they're releasing at the end of the first quarter of the year.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. It's just a hunch. Eldar lands in the middle of the pack. at sometimes it ended at the. End of the pack this time around. So it was like, oh, well, this book is silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to
0: see what the preview talks about it, if we get an expanded roadmap at all, what's coming out next. Um, also curious, are we looking at a new mission deck come January
1: first? It would be safe to assume so, because the the preview is on Saturday at around I want to say like 2.30 maybe maybe yeah it's um so 6am PDT 9am EDT 3pm and 12am so I have a feeling that's gonna it's gonna land somewhere <laughs> on one of those time frames i'm not good with my time zones
0: I'm terrible with those especially with uh, arizona and
1: our crazy we we don't
0: celebrate uh delayed savings time so certain we're in different time zones depending what time of the year it is yep Anyway, we are going to zoom back up to the top of the rankings and once again it is time for the exclusive his power rankings for those of you who are unfamiliar that what we have done is we have our own ranking system looking at all games uh from the start of 10th edition from tournaments that have at least 54 players in it uh, we took the top six players assigned them points and of course if you have more wins that gets you into the top rankings so right now we had a bit shake up we were able to call the uh, guys on the outside looking in these are players who are accumulating a ton of points from finishing in the top six but have yet to get a win so all the players with a single win are still ahead of them uh, mentioned a few of them earlier this evening uh, ken knox with nine points zach Camo with 10 points sean reynolds also with 10 points nick jenigalow with 10 points uh, nathan princey with 10 points brad chester moving into second place into the outside lookers area with 11 points and cody Giroux with 12 all of them with uh, two or three events under their belts, but no wins at this point. Um, our top of the rankings there have not changed much at all. Uh, Brett Simon in 6th oh, place. Josh Roberts moved up another point there to from his London GT performance, and uh, then followed by Stephen Crawley, Matthew Burgone, Tim Dietlitz from Canada, Ben Sherwin from the Midwest, and of course at the top of the rankings still remains. Ben Jurek with 24 points a 6 point lead over uh, both Tim and Ben who are tied for a second. So as I said, plenty of more events between now and LVO. We expect these changes uh, these lists to change quite
1: quickly. Yep. I'm I am very much feeling out the meta right now because I, ha- I have fun playing nids. I just like I posted on Facebook, my lancer is coming together surprisingly fast, and I'm also just having fun playing my custodians. It's it's hard. F- I have army ADD right now. It sucks, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just a sign of I enjoy playing the meta right now. I have yet to play into Necrons. I have yet to play into updated Eldar. So I know it's going to be an uphill battle at that point for playing, playing into those, but we all got to learn somewhere, right?
0: Indeed. Yeah. I'm still trying to get my hands around what exactly my true list looks like. I have pretty much a core concept and now it's just a matter of practice. I don't really think the list is holding me back. It's just a matter of just executing. The last game I played was just a, train wreck of errors on my part so just really trying to get better at the game as i continue to kind of get revamped in what's going on um also several terrain projects on the side uh, get everything ready for uh, a few rtt's we've got coming up in the next few weeks so but um my add isn't quite as bad as yours and ray's but yeah there's a small inkling of me looking at my old Chaos Space Marine list and as well as some of my demons that are just taking up space on the shelf going, hmm, maybe, maybe it's time. So switch things up for the first time in a long time.
1: I mean, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that, Eric. You should just (laughs) kind of do it.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to figure
1: out so much, is it a
0: playing Thing or is it more the hobby project? I think it's a little bit of both because one thing I really missed about some of the uh eighth and ninth edition demon codices was their deep striking, you know, ability and with the the new codex with this you know zones of control and stuff like that was Uh that really
1: appeals to me. So I was like,
0: hmm, that
1: could be a lot of fun. I know for me, it's I I'm trying to explore what my custodians can do with the loss of devastating wound protection and trying to not only play custodian guardian, like normal custodians and terminators. But to be honest, the terminator list that I have, that's really fun for me to play, is just really, really solid. Given I I can make 9-inch charges, but... (laughs)
0: work on your positioning, so they're only 7-inch 7, min-
1: seven inch charges. Well, sir, when I rapid ingress them, that's kind of hard to do. Good point.
0: Yeah, I'm learning the hard way, because like, you read the rule, but then when you actually apply the rules, so I was rapid ingressing, so on my fly units, so I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Oh, wait, I don't fly over buildings with, without penalties. I actually have to move the distance vertically, or, you know, go around, which... <laughs> Which was really a nine-inch charge becomes like, oh, I gotta move like twelve inches in the moving phase to get a nine-inch charge down.
1: Oh, not cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The um, the other thing I'm kind of exploring is, I know initially they were terrible, but the the Sagittarium custodians, they're just walking around with heavy bolters, but once per game you can give them devastating wounds. There you go. So it's a uh, given they're hitting on twos and they're wounding on like fives and they don't get the rerolls like normal custodian do but I mean it's something that you can slap like Inquisitor Draxus into because they have a weird checklist item of Draxus can join Imperium battle line units well infantry battle line and then Sagittarum specifically say if a unit can join custodian guard they can join the sagittarium unit
0: (laughs) oh my god brain bleed okay
1: (laughs) so it's a it's an interesting kind of layer of how do i get this unit to be obnoxious oh well put draxus in it so i'm shooting at 30 i'm shooting at like 36 inches and i can't be shot outside of 18 should offer quite a bit of protection. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but at the same time it's heavy bolters. (laughs) The other rules question seems to be bouncing around the internet all
0: the time is um, let's say you have a a weapon, so it does D6 plus 2 damage and you're shooting at a target that has all incoming damage. How does that work? So for example, if I roll a 6 is it half of 6 so makes it a 3 and then add 2
1: making it a 5 or is it 6 plus 2 make it 8 have it and you take 4 damage so from chatting with our friend Don about it essentially it works as multiply multiplying dividing addition subtract addition subtraction so you would do the having first and then you would add on the melta Interesting. Okay. Like that's the way he explained it to me, but there is there is a possible argument for going, Oh, yeah. yeah. You have everything because it says so. But I mean it's meh. <laughs> Tit for tat, talk to your talk to your TO about it. Indeed. So yeah, definitely get those clarifications before you attend
0: an event. All right.
1: Anything else we need to cover tonight? Nope. Not that I can think of, sir.
0: I nope, can not think I think I was listening to the episode that I missed. I um, talked about the big PCB update. Still trying to see what changes are coming down the pipe. excited to see that. Uh, a lot of fan mail coming in. Very favorable. Having Ray back on the show. So we'll try and get him on as often as possible. Good, and a lot of key things coming in. Nice to hear from Ray. Good to hear the guy who does all the commercials actually be part of the podcast. Um, yeah, hey, we found out the solution to make the podcast better. Give it to Eric. I'm like, oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> a couple other key things, but overall, we're teasing while having fun. So, And while well, it's not a pop. So, yeah, trying to mix things up a little bit. So, worked out well.
1: Yeah. And. You'll probably you'll probably see me floating around at events because I'm going to start trying to to at some local events. I missed my chance next month because I'm playing an event on the same day that this event start is planning on doing something. So it's a but it,
0: plans <laughs> plans time overlapping. What's going on here? Yeah, I was gonna be i actually registered for an event this month. I'm excited.
1: That's right. There is one this month. It's in like a week. Uh hopefully two weeks. Well I, I'm going based off of Saturdays and it's technically Sunday, so time doesn't exist for me, Eric. There we go. I just look okay. at numbers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I got several projects to, to get done and I of them that is, I'd love to finally finish painting my army, so.
1: <laughs> yep. I might have to power through a Custode repaint, or I'll play Knights. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Same, so, so there's a couple straggler units that look like just disaster. Just want to make sure everything's a little more consistent, so.
1: But they're not eBay rescues. <laughs> they are not. <laughs>
0: so the they've, they've eBay rescue has been put to put to pasture at this point you may become terrain at this point so if it does become terrain can I use it
1: <laughs> it might be on the table that tournament you never know Ah, oh, but I would have put it on my base's decoration no you're not going to get a trophy kill out of my stuff <laughs> so says you
0: <laughs> I, I am ready for your knights again
1: but what if i don't bring them Ooh. yeah that could be a problem because <laughs> i was like
0: "I'm ready for his night since i brought custodes I'm like, oh crap <laughs>
1: all right for custodies. oh you brought orcs yeah he did that to me as well <laughs> it's like what <laughs> hey i try to warn you eric
2: do you do you really
1: yes yes i do
0: Well, fair warning, we'll be back next week with plenty of more coverage of the coming up week, as well as new releases and uh, any additional news that we're hearing from the land of 40K. In the meantime, my name's Eric. I'm Robert. And thank you for listening to the Exterminators Podcast.
2: Hey listeners, this is Raymond with the Extreme Honest Podcast here to talk to you about KR Cases. If you're like me, and you're constantly looking for that better way to store your uh, armies, then look no further than KR Cases. That's right, this is the foam company known for their soft blue foam in the cardboard cases. They're a great way to mix and match whenever you're heading out for that next tournament. Just swap out those boxes and no need to worry about switching the foam in and out. They're sturdy, the boxes help protect your models. And if you, when you order, they come fast, the order is right, and for a better price than the other guy. So go to krcases.com, and when you place your order, be sure to mention the Exterminus podcast.
1: Is your beer keg boring? Does it not have enough tentacles coming out of it? Does it not taste as funny as you remember because you didn't put a tear in it? Well, the wonderful makers of the Necro-Nom-Nom-Nom-Nom-Nom to replace your average pizza decided to come out with another book of the Lovecraft Cocktail. So they're from RedDukeGames.com and it will guide you through 78 different kinds of cocktails to summon a demon, summon a space bug, who knows? Either way, it's going to be a very, very wonderful time, and we would highly recommend that you try to not ingest too many while at the gaming table, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen when you roll Perils of the Warp, or you roll a natural one on your Persuasion check if you decide to play indie. So, if you're looking for fanciful drinks, go ahead and grab the Lovecraft Cocktails by the Mad Men at RedDukeGames.com, the makers of the Necro Nom Nom.
2: Are you a gamer that has more bare plastic than you have time to paint? Do paintbrushes spontaneously combust when you hold them? If either of these is true, contact White Crow Studios and get your models painted by a college-trained professional painter. You can contact Bo at whitecrow.commissions at gmail.com and view his previously painted models at White Crow Studios on Facebook.